listening to the Coach's Corner with Mario Ramos. Aloha, welcome into the Coach's Corner, the place to get the inside information from the coaches themselves. I'm your host and co-head coach of the Venture Academy golf team, Mario Ramos. You can follow me on Twitter at Corner Ramos. Check out the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Today, I'm pleased to be joined by the head coach of the Hawaii Pacific University baseball program, Dane Fujinaka. Coach, thanks for joining the podcast. Hey, yeah. Hey, Mario. Thanks for having me, man. Great to be on here. I appreciate you taking some time so we can talk a little bit about the Sharks, talk a little bit about your coaching journey, and a few baseball questions that we'll get to. So let's jump right into it. You just wrapped up your second season as the skipper of the Sharks, a program that's continuing to build, program on the rise. You guys were able to improve the overall win total. Uh, So tell me a little bit about this year's squad. Yeah, um, it was a a pretty... um, uh, eventful year from, you know, not only the, the baseball side, but, you know, we had to deal with weather just like everywhere else in the country, it seemed like. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we we started off uh, playing our first four series, and our guys were on the field, you know, before every game, sponging the field because there was puddles on the, in, on the infield. And, wow. you know, it was, it's been a, it was a crazy way to start the year. And, um, you know, on, on the baseball side, we uh, – we, we, we had a lot of ups and downs. We, you know, started the year off pretty good against a, a, a good uh, Minnesota Crookston team. Um, and then we brought down Northwood, who was really good. Um, and, you know, they, they really prepared us for our conference play um, against Biola, where we swept them. So, we you know, we went on a little bit of a, a heater there against Biola and then started off Concordia really well. Um, kind of went through a lull. Um, against uh, Point Loma and Azusa Pacific, who are playing in regionals right now. Um, and then we, we went on the road and played uh, uh, Fresno Pacific, Holy Names, and Academy of the Art, where you know, we, want, we went on a seven-game win streak um, on the road to go 500 on, on, our, on our long road trip. So that was good. And then um, came back home, uh, uh, went, went through a, a rough time with, with Hilo at Hilo, um, and then finished the year strong. We won uh, three out of four um, at home to, to finish the season. But, yeah, it was a, it was a lot of ups and downs. Uh, mm-hmm. Finished the year. I think we went 10 for our last 15 games. So nice. um, it was a good way to, to finish out. But, yeah, good year all in all. And, you know, I think we, we definitely took a, a step in the right direction. Um, and hopefully next year will be a little bit better as well. Yeah, yeah, I was going to try to get to that right there. Like I said, second season, you you know, you want to come in and kind of lay the groundwork, lay the foundation, if you will. You feel like you've done that in the, in the couple of years that you've been there? Yeah, you know, I think, um, you know, the last, well, the first year was kind of just, you know, getting a vibe. I mean, I, I was kind of um, learning a ton from a, from a standpoint of I've never been at this level before, you know, I've been at, the NAIA level, I've been at the Division One level, um, and then the Pro Ball level. So, you know, at the Division Two level, I was I was a little bit um, uh, just unaware of you know how how talented these guys are, oh, yeah. how talented the conference is. Sure. Um, and you know, from top to bottom, our conference is extremely competitive um, to where anybody can can beat anybody. Um, and obviously, you have the Point Lomas and Azusa Pacifics who are. Uh, I mean, Point Loma was you know, a couple wins away from the national championship last year. And, you know, I felt like uh, we competed and, you know, we held our own. And um, so last year was, 
you know, the, the first year with the program and, and kind of just building um, and learning and seeing, you know, what we need to, to move forward. Yeah. Um, and then this year, uh, uh, I, I felt like we had, we had better players. I felt like we um, were a little bit more physical. We had a better idea of, you know, what we needed to do to um, make our conference tournament. And, you know, I think we were just a little bit short on, on the pitching side um, to where, you know, I, I think if we, we have a couple um, couple more starting pitchers that, you know, um, I think we, we give ourselves a, a little bit more of a shot to, to make the conference tournament. I think we missed it by half a game or something. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I mean, from a, from a culture standpoint, you know, I think we're definitely moving in the right direction yeah. as far as, you know, just, just guys wanting to win and expecting to win. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's always a big turning point, right? Is getting, like you said, that culture and getting that expectation in there again, Dane Fujinaka of the Hawaii Pacific yeah. university baseball program here with Mario Ramos. Coach, uh, you mentioned right now being physical, that this squad was more physical uh, than the previous year. I, I never heard that in baseball so much. Can you explain that? What, what do you mean by that? Yeah. I mean, if you look at, if you look at, you know, all across sports in general, you know, and, and uh-huh. baseball is, is no exception to this. Um, you know, the, the, the guys that are performing at a higher level uh, for a long period of time are typically guys that are going to be bigger, faster and stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, there are obviously exceptions to that, and there are the Jose Altuve's. There are, you know, the Dustin Pedroia's. But yeah. those guys as well have, have tools, um, is what we call them in baseball. You know, the guys that throw hard, run fast, um, hit the ball far. Um, and we had a little bit more of that this year where um, I think in, in last year um, we, we struggled to just kind of physically match up with other teams. Um, and I think this year too, we were, we were still undersized, but, you know, we, we, we led the conference in stolen base. We were able to run, um, a lot more than other teams. And, um, I think, you know, as we continue to bring in players and recruit, I think that's kind of the, um, the path that we're going towards is is just being a little bit more physical to be able to, um, sustain, you know, high success, you know, I think throughout the entire year. Mario Ramos again with Dane Fujinaka, head coach of the Hawaii Pacific University baseball team. You're on the Coach's Corner with Mario Ramos podcast. You give him a follow on Twitter at Dane Fujinaka. That's D-A-N-E-F-U-J-I-N-A-K-A. And you can check out Hawaii Pacific University baseball on Twitter at H-P-U underscore B-S-B. So, Coach, you, you mentioned a little bit uh, the, the different levels that you've seen. Um, now kind of jumping into the D2 level. You've been at, at D1 uh, with Illinois State. Uh, Sacramento State, you spent some time coaching there. You mentioned the pro ball. Uh, you were out there with the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, tell me a little bit about your coaching journey and how it's led you here to Hawaii Pacific. Yeah, so I started my coaching career at Menlo College, which is an NEIA program in, in the Bay Area. Yeah. So I, 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 um, I played for or uh, coached, I played and coached for a guy uh, by Jake McKinley, who is the current head coach at University of Nevada, Reno. Okay. Um, and he ultimately was the guy that got me into coaching and got me interested in, in wanting to coach because I, I actually didn't know what I wanted to do um, after, you know, I got done playing at Menlo and, um, you know, I didn't have any jobs lined up and I didn't have any um, anything lined up for me to start working. So he's like, hey, man, what do you think about coaching? And, you know, I was a catcher um, all the way growing up and always kind of took on a leadership yeah. type of role. 
um, wherever I've been. And, you know, throughout the years of playing, you know, a few teammates had mentioned like, Hey man, you like, you, you'd be a pretty good coach. And, you know, you have the, it seems like the, the skill set or the demeanor to, to, you know, be a coach. So, yeah. um, I tried it and I liked it and we had a really good year at Menlo. Um, and you know, I was, I was spoiled obviously working for Jake. He's, uh, been one of my best friends and certainly my biggest mentor in, in, in this game. So, yeah. um, he's the one that got me into coaching. Uh, from Menlo, I went to Sacramento State to be the volunteer, and, and I also played at Sacramento State for Reggie Christensen, who um, is another great um, baseball mentor of mine um, that I that I still continue to talk to to this day. Um, so I spent one year there, um, and then went to Illinois State for just under a year um, before going to the Toronto Blue Jays, where I spent two years there. Um, had a, had multiple different roles. Um, started off as actually a bullpen catcher, um, and then and then the following year was a uh, was a manager at the uh, Dominican Summer League level, um, and then uh, went during COVID. We didn't have a season, so we I, I went to uh, the the alternate site, which was in Rochester and Buffalo at the time, okay. um, yeah. to be uh, a bullpen catcher and help out with the catching there and that was a great experience um and then uh in 2021 went back down to the dominican to manage my first season as as a manager um where we won the the dominican summer league uh, in 2021 um and then yeah and led me to here that's awesome man yeah it's taking you all, all over the the continent pretty much right up and down <laughs> yeah continent yep. all over coast to coast oh, awesome stuff you you kind of um you, you talked about the leadership qualities that the catchers have. Uh, is, it, is it that simple in the demeanor? Um, I would imagine, you know, a, a catcher that's maybe a little hot-headed or something like that might be a tough guy to, you know, to, to get along with the pitchers and communicate with them and stuff. But well, what is it that makes catchers good managers? Oh, uh, I think, well, when you mention hot-headed, I'm certainly hot-headed. That is <laughs> me to a T. <laughs> um, which I don't know if that's a good thing or bad thing. It's probably not a good thing at, at most of the time. But um, no, I think uh, the reason why there's a lot of catchers that go into coaching is just because you know a lot of the role of being a catcher is making the pitcher better, right? Your job as a catcher is to get your pitcher out of the inning and mm -hmm. you know to to kind of command command the field in that way and command, command, you know, the pitcher. So, um, you're, you're kind of a coach when you're a player as a catcher, you know, you're, that's, that's, you know, a big part of your role. Um, yeah. and I think, you know, as a catcher, you're obviously seeing the entire field, you're seeing the play unfold, um, better than anybody else on the field. And I think that ultimately, um, get your head spinning and, and get you thinking about next plays about, Hey, what, what the plan is here. And, um, that's ultimately what coaches do. Right. And yeah. I think that's, that's what makes it a little bit, maybe a little bit easier for catchers to transition to coaching. And then you can use that experience when you're with the, uh, the Toronto blue Jays and you got to coach, you know, guys that were, that were professionals, right. Guys that are pros that are trying to do this for a living and, and hoping to make mm -hmm. a, you know, make it, to that that big league level um one day uh, but what's the biggest difference you saw at that level you know as those players as opposed to the college players you're seeing at illinois state sac state and menlo 
I mean, the biggest difference just the physicality. Like going back to um, you know how physical those guys are and, and the tools, the tools, and um, I would say that's probably the biggest difference. You know, I think the college players are 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 um, you know you're recruited to to play at a college because you're you're ready to play right away and you're you're almost um, you know your development is 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 almost you know, I, I guess you're you're expecting guys to develop in college, but mm-hmm. you're expecting them to develop within one, two, you know, three years max, yeah. right? Yeah. At the pro level, um, you're expecting guys to develop over, you know, five, six years, right? Yeah. So you have a little bit more time for for guys to develop a, a solid skill set. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're you're okay with taking a chance on on guys who might not be good baseball players right now, but their body and their their strength and their speed will allow them to progress more than someone who's who doesn't have that God-given ability. Um, that might be a better player now, but in five years, you know that guy's not going to be as good. Um, so I think that's the biggest difference with uh, with uh, pro ball and and college was just that the players are a little bit more physical um, and they have more tools. Uh, the baseball, I think obviously gets better at every level of professional baseball, but yeah. um, uh, I think it's just the physicality of, of guys just are, are far more, um, uh, I guess it's it just, it's just a, a better athlete at yeah. the professional level. Yeah. yeah. Makes sense. And Dane Fujinaka, head coach of Hawaii Pacific university baseball here with Mario Ramos. Coach Fujinaka spent some time in the Dominican with the Toronto blue Jays as the manager in the summer league. And they're in the Dominican. So, what kind of? Yeah, you know, it had to be a very cool baseball experience, right? Uh, obviously, the 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 country and the culture. I mean, we see the proliferation of, of athletes that come out of the Dominican into Major League Baseball is just off the charts. So, it had to be a cool experience. What what was it like there, being there on the island and, and taking that all in? Oh, it was incredible. It was it was such a a great experience for me. I mean, just mm-hmm. to be able to get some perspective in my life and. Um, you know, see what those kids go through on a daily basis and where yeah. they come from, I think was probably the biggest, um, biggest, I guess, eye opener or experience yeah. for me that, that I could have gotten from just, you know, and then obviously I, I got to coach and get better as a coach, but I think just yeah. seeing where those kids are coming from and what they do every day is probably the biggest learning moment for me um, that I appreciate the most. Um, but yeah, it was. Uh, uh, I mean, we we wake up at you know five thirty six in the morning to eat breakfast, and um, you know it's it. We're pretty much eating the same thing every day: chicken and rice and beans. And <laughs> you know the kids um, come from all over the island in mean, the different academies, and um, we had a lot of Venezuelan kids. Wow. We had a couple kids from Cuba and wow. Puerto Rico, so. Um, they're coming all over from you know all over Latin America, mm-hmm. um, and you know a lot of them mm-hmm. um, obviously come from broken families that you know, single parents that you know they're they're going to these academies from when they're you know ten years old and um, you know they're all they all they know is how to play baseball or you know mm-hmm. how to throw hard or how to hit the ball far and yeah. you know a lot of my job was teaching them life skills yeah. you know not just teaching them baseball but teaching them mm-hmm. you know what it means to have respect, what it means to have discipline, you know, what it means to, 
to say thank you. You know, it's yeah. just really small stuff that you take for granted. Yeah. Um, and that, you know, these kids, they don't learn that because they don't go to school. Um, all they, you know, they're, they're way off of the island or their way to having a successful life is a lot of times through baseball, you know, signing a professional contract and getting to the United States. So um, to see that perspective was, you know, was, was really cool. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, all, the overall experience in the Dominican was awesome. You know, I, I'm a big surfer. Um, nice. and we, we lived in Boca Chica, which there was a surf spot right, right in that area. So yeah. after, you know, games and practices, after I'm done writing my reports and stuff, I go, um, go surf every day so awesome. you know i, I was living the life yeah. i'm not gonna lie <laughs> <laughs> no i had to be you know feel cool to have a little sense of home too as well right sure yeah no absolutely absolutely it's very similar to hawaii what about the uh, the language barrier or was there a barrier how, how did you kind of work through that with some of these kids you mentioned you know are trying to you know make their way through through baseball yeah, a uh, big language barrier. I, I, I knew zero Spanish going into it. Um, and, you know, obviously that was my biggest concern when the Blue Jays had offered me that position was I was like, hey, I don't, I don't speak a lick of, of Spanish. I've never studied it. Um, I studied Japanese in high school. Um, and, you know, Spanish, I have no idea. You know, I, I, I know how to say hi. That's it. <laughs> and um, they're like, no, don't worry. You know, they, um, you know, your assistant coaches will, will be bilingual. Um, so they'll be able to help you and translate for you. And they're like, you'll, you'll pick it up as soon as you go down there. And, and, you know, over time you'll, you'll, you'll be fine. So I pay, I, I, I bought Duolingo, you know, I bought the, the premium <laughs> subscription on Duolingo. Yeah. And, um, I, I remember spending just hours and hours a day, you know, trying to, trying to practice my Spanish and, learn as much as I could before I went down there, which I think, you know, it was like a month that I had to prepare and crash course. Um, yeah. And, and what they don't tell you, I guess is, so in the Dominican, they speak, I guess it's like a slang. Uh -huh. It's a, it's a, it's probably the fastest, um, fastest speaking Spanish culture or, or country in the world. I mean, they speak extremely fast. So, you know, the listening part was really, really tough for me, mm -hmm. but I actually, I, I learned a good amount of Spanish and, um, you know, I think at, by the end of it, um, I was able to run a practice on my own with no translator and nice. I could have conversations with guys. I would still need translators, of course. Um, you know, just, uh, for the listening part, I had a really tough time, you know, understanding mm -hmm. what they were saying. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a great, I mean, it was a great experience and, I appreciated having to learn Spanish, which, yeah. you know, the, the Latin um, countries have such a big influence on baseball mm -hmm. um, that it was really important for me to, to be able to learn that. Sure. Mario Ramos, pleased to be joined by Dane Fujinaka, head coach of the Hawaii Pacific University baseball team here on the Coach's Corner with Mario Ramos podcast. You can check me out on Twitter at Corner Ramos. Check out Coach Fujinaka at Dane Fujinaka and Hawaii Pacific University Baseball at HPU underscore BSB. So, Coach, you're there and doing stuff with the uh, Toronto Blue Jays, right, working with the big league team um, in various aspects. Why why coaching? Why going down to, to – coming back home, right, to Hawaii? Was that enticing, being able to come back to the islands and be able to have your own squad? Yeah, for sure. That was – I mean, being able to come back home and, and – 
you know, be able to coach college baseball was has always been a goal of mine. Um, well, I, I actually, so rewind back. Yeah, to I was going to say, when, when, did the, yeah, when did that become a goal? You kind of mentioned yeah, that well, at the beginning you were a little lost at first, not necessarily, you know, knowing right. what you were going to do with the game. But when, when did that kind of turn into, yeah, I want my own program now? Yeah, so I wanted to, uh, as a player in, in, in high school, I, I went to Mid-Pacific Institute um, here in Hawaii. And, um, you know, I've always wanted to play for University of Hawaii and, and, and get home and be able to play in front of my family and friends. And you know, that was always my dream. Um, and then, I, you know, I didn't get an opportunity to do that in high school or after high school. So I went to Sacramento State, which I was super thankful for. You know, it's on the West Coast. Um, and actually... Back then, Sacramento State or Hawaii used to be in the Western Athletic Conference, same as Sac State. The year I went there, they actually moved out of the – they went oh. to the Big West. So <laughs> it was unfortunate I didn't get to go home yeah, um, yeah. every other year. But, you know, thankfully I, I met some really good people, made some really good connections, um, and then got into coaching at Menlo where, where I, I met Jake. Well, actually I met Jake at Sac State. Um, which is why I went to Menlo to play for him. And he has a really long list of um, of players that he's coached from Hawaii. So um, Jake has a ton of ties to Hawaii, and, and that was great for me. And, um, and uh, yeah, I mean, from then, I, I kind of just wanted to find my way back home. Um, I, I, you know, I talked with Coach Yukimoto, who was the uh, former head coach here at HBU for um, a potential graduate assistant position um and i talked with you know coach cal miyataki at university of hawaii hilo for um again a graduate um assistant position and it, it, they were all great and um ended up giving me those opportunities but i just you know felt like it was better for me to expand my network in the mainland yeah. um under jake so um i stayed i stayed in the mainland and i think it was really good for me um but ever since then you know i've always kind of tried to position myself to be able to come back home and, and be able to, you know, coach here and be able to make a living. You know, I think ultimately, you know, I wasn't going to be able to move back home unless I could make some money. So, um, you know, that was, that was when, when this opportunity came up again, um, it was, it was a no brainer for me. You know, I, 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 you know, I'd wanted to come home and, you know, start my life and, um, to be able to, to run a college program here, um, has been a dream and it's been, it's been so awesome, um, to do it with, you know, family, friends, and, you know, obviously the, the community here is, is great. Yeah. Right. There's a lot of that family feel there on the, in the islands. And I would imagine the, the, the baseball program, uh, definitely has that type of feel to it. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, one of the things that they, um, so when I first got into the HPU, I, I given all the players a survey of, you know, what they appreciate about the program, you know, what they look forward to um, the most and what they've cherished the last few years. And I just wanted to get an idea of, you know, what the team culture was like. And uh, 99% of them had told me that they enjoyed the brotherhood. They enjoyed the family yeah. feel of, you know, um, of, of, you know, just, just their bond as teammates. So I thought that was really interesting. Um, and, you know, that I told them that's something that, is really important to me as well and something that I was going to protect by, you know, by all means. Um, and, you know, the guys that we bring in, you know, that's got to be important to them is wanting to be a part of the culture here, 
you know, wanting to be a part of a brotherhood, yeah. wanting to be a part of something that's bigger than themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, making sure that we get the right guys um, has, has been, you know, the forefront of our, of our recruiting for sure. Yeah. Dane Fujinaka, head coach here at the Hawaii Pacific University baseball team. So when you're out there looking for future Sharks coach, what's the, uh, well, what's the recruiting pitch? Is it, is it part of that, that brotherhood, that family feel? What else are you, are you selling for Hawaii Pacific University? Yeah, I mean, I think the first thing that we look at, obviously, is the talent, you know, making sure that, um, one, are, you know, are, are, are they talented enough to play for us and are they going to help us get to the next level as a program? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, obviously, we, we do a ton of research and cross-reference on character and, you know, work ethic and um, discipline and, you know, how good of a teammate is this guy? You know, is, is he going to cause any issues? Is he yeah. um, going to have guys back? you know, when things aren't going well. So, um, yeah, absolutely. You know, I think, um, uh, you know, I, 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 I definitely tell recruits that I recommend them reaching out to our players uh, via social media, um, you know, via Instagram, Twitter, whatever, just to kind of get a, a, a vibe of what our team is like to see if it's a good fit. Because ultimately, you know, if they don't enjoy their teammates and they don't enjoy our 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 culture, mm-hmm. you know, they're doesn't matter how good you are, it's just not going to be a good experience for you. Yeah. Um, and ultimately, I don't I don't think it's going to be a, a good experience for the team too. So, um, you know, we definitely make sure that it's going to be a good fit before um, before bringing anyone in here. So, no, I think that's great, right? You got a lot of kids that want to play at a higher level and want to play at at a certain place or whatnot, but you know, they're not necessarily um, educated on, on what it takes going in there or what it's like um, once you are in there. And I think that's important for kids to understand before, you know, you make that type of decision. Definitely, definitely. And Hawaii is unique because, you know, the culture here is so strong. You know, yeah. the people, you know, from Hawaii and, and you know, specifically locals and, and Hawaiians are extremely prideful to, to come from Hawaii and be from Hawaii. And I tell you know, especially the the guys from the mainland that come in and play for us is that, you know, if you if you don't feel that pride of yeah. of wanting to wear Hawaii across your chest and wanting to represent Hawaii, then you know it's mm-hmm. it might not be a good fit for you just because you know everybody else in the team feels that pride and you know we wanna we wanna create um, um, a culture of, of of being prideful to wear you know HP or Hawaii you know on our on our chest. That's good stuff. Dane Fujinaka, head coach here of Hawaii Pacific, Mario Ramos on the podcast. So, Coach, we'll get you out of here on this uh, July 17th and 18th at Central Oahu Park. You guys have a summer prospect camp going on out there. Talk a little bit about that and how folks can um, you know, get in contact with you guys if they have any questions about it. Yeah, yeah, there's some information um, on our Twitter and um, yeah, it's uh, uh, we we typically hold a couple camps a year. Um, I don't know if we're gonna hold another one this year, but um, yeah, we're having one this summer in um, in on Oahu for you know really anybody um, that is looking to one figure you know find out more about our program, about our coaching staff, and um, and and you know learn something. You know, I think um my best experiences in high school were going to to college camps you know I, I went to a camp at um at usf where you know there was a former hawaii coach there and 
Um, I remember that being a great experience for me, just kind of learning about the program, learning about the level of play and what college coaches are looking for, um, and also how things are run at, at that level. You know, I think every program is a little bit different. So um, these college camps that, that these programs are having are great um, to see if you're going to be a good fit for them or not. Um, and if and to and and not only that, but to to learn from you know some of uh, some of the great minds in in the game. You know, I think it's a great opportunity for that. Yeah, definitely for sure. And it's always cool to see those kids, even some of those ones with the the cool jackets that I like to call them. Right, kind of toss those off aside and, and realize, hey, this is a a different level. I need to get myself into gear if I want to play up here. So <laughs> for sure. Yeah, it's always yeah, no always a cool stuff. So yeah, Oahu Summer Prospect Camp. Central Oahu, any questions, you guys can hit up Fujinaka Baseball Camps at gmail.com or check out the Twitter. Again, Hawaii Pacific University Baseball at HPU underscore BSB. Coach, thanks so much for taking some time. Sorry to uh, keep you from the waves. Hope you get back out there and uh, and get surfing. But uh, and like I said, I appreciate you taking some time and best of luck to you and the Hawaii Pacific University Baseball Program. Right on, Mario. Thank you for having me, and uh, best of luck to you guys as well, and we'll see you out there. Thank you. I want to thank you guys for listening to The Coach's Corner with Mario Ramos. You can follow me on Twitter, at Corner Ramos. Again, check out the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Special thanks to Dane Fujinaka. We'll see you guys next time. Peace. <laughs>